Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. Hi, everybody. This is Betsy Wurzel, host of Chatting with Betsy and Passionate World Talk Radio Network, where our mantra is educate, enlighten, entertain. And just want to do a disclaimer. The views of my guests may not be those of the host or the station. Folks, you're going to want to listen to this podcast. Have you ever been bullied in the workplace? I have. What do you do about it? How do you handle it? Well, you're going to want to listen to my guest because she is an expert in that area. I have Tanya Joyce with me today, who is an RN. She is an organizational psychologist. She's a certified professional coach. She is owner of Strive Professional Consulting and Coaching. I want to welcome you, Tanya, to Chatting with Betsy. Thank you, Betsy. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me to this conversation today. Oh, well, you're welcome, and thank you for coming on, because I know myself, I was bullied in the workplace, which I, we were talking before, how ironic <laughs> where I was bullied, it's professions who help, uh, nursing and in teaching. So yes, that just, just social blows work. my mind. Social work, Wow. Yeah, that is. Yes. A, wow, well, that is. Well, you're, you're you're not alone. You're not alone, Betsy. Eighty-six um, percent of nurses have been bullied in their career. That that's mind-boggling to me. Um, you know, uh, really, like, why do they do that? But before we discuss that, Tanya, what is an organizational psychologist? That's what I want. Uh, organizational, <laughs> yeah, organizational psychology is a branch of just generalized psychology that deals with behaviors in the workplace. So instead of looking at behaviors of personal life or clinical psychology or disorders, we look at the behaviors that affect working. So they may be the positive uh, behaviors of motivation, self-esteem, emotional intelligence, or they could be more on the end of the negative behaviors, which would in- encompass bullying. Oh, that's very interesting, because I never heard of that type of psychology. And someone is being bullied in the workplace, then they would contact you. And what do you um, do for that person? Or do you work with a group of people or do you do both? My focus is on the targets of bullying behavior. And I refer to them as targets because I want to make sure that their position is accurately uh, 
showing. And, and their position is actually the recipient of somebody else's behavior. So I call them the targets. So when I work with targets, I actually do coaching uh, on a lot of self-care at first. I look at reality orientation because being bullied and being in environments that um, that support bullying or don't acknowledge bullying, those environments tend to warp the sense of reality for the target. I also then work on some mindset and some strategies on how to either um, either deal with the bullying or if they feel that they need to leave and terminate that position on a transition towards a different employment option. Wow, I wish I knew about you about five years ago. Oh, I thank you. definitely could have <laughs> used your help five years ago. And what uh, got you into this? Because uh, you, you're an RN, and what steered you to going into psychology? To be a psychologist. You know, I had been I, I, I've been a nurse for 32 years, and about 10 years ago, I moved from a management position into the operating room. And the operating room is very intense. Um, it is actually the most uncivil and toxic workplaces along with emergency room and ICU being in the hospital settings. All nursing and many other different types of employment can have bullying. Those are just the top three in the hospital setting. And I had never encountered bullying before. I had seen it done to other people. I did not participate in it. I felt badly about it, but I kind of just went on with my life. And as soon as I went into the operating room, being a seasoned and experienced nurse, I would have never thought I was going that I would be the target of bullying and ended up being bullying, bullied at three different employments. Uh, the first one was a little less intense. It was very bothersome to me because it had been the first time that it happened to me. Um, and then it escalated where I was bullied for a nine-month period at one of my employments. And I wanted to know why does this happen, how does this happen, and what can be done with it. Instead of going into a traditional nursing uh, master's degree program, I wanted to know, again, the organizational psychology behind it, the whys of the behavior at work. Yes, I would like to know why myself. I like the fact that you call um, your clients targets because we, we were targeted. I was targeted. Yes. They do target people. And, yes. you know, that might sound bizarre to the audience, but a bully does pick out their target. And there are bullies in the workplace, and it has to stop. But why do you think that these um, nurses and teachers or social workers and that kind of invite, like the, the helping profession, why are they so vicious with the bullying? I mean, it's just, it, it just boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's actually very multifaceted. You have 
uh, the precedence of a very strict hierarchy in nursing. You have bullying starts off often in nursing school from the instructors towards the students. Nursing school is very competitive, and so that breeds a lot of bullying. That then carries over into the workplaces. You have the perpetrators themselves, and I call them perpetrators instead of bullies. Uh, that more accurately reflects what they are. They perpetrate these behaviors. And I, I don't want to take away and, and talk about, quote, unquote, bullying as a perpetrator or a bully, because I think that, to some degree, diminishes what they actually do. They perpetrate this behavior toward a target. Uh, some other issues are the, you know, the perpetrator's personality. And, and often, they had been bullies as children. They grow up into be bullies. They also have some uh, personality traits of they're mostly extroverted. They're um, low in agreeableness. They're high in eroticism. Those perpetuate their personality. And then when they get into workplace settings, what happens is they surround themselves with people, I call them you know, kind of yes people, that will support them and protect them. And then you have the organization that further protects them because organizations don't really know what to do with bullying. It's not a protection uh, as we see in the discrimination and harassment. There are no laws against bullying. Organizations don't want to see or acknowledge it because what, what then? They'd have to deal with it. They'd have to actually do something about it. And organizations end up espousing a way of behavior that is supportive and secure and defines the, the organization as safe. However, underneath it all, there's a, a propensity to support bullying, even if it's indirectly, just by not doing anything about it. Managers and leaders have no clue how to work with bullying and therefore use a lot of ineffective measures to, to deal with bullying. And then you have the targets themselves. And I want to exclamate that we do not blame targets. Targets are not to blame. They do have some personality traits. They, they tend to be more agreeable, more conscientious, more, more hardworking. They often are high performers. And what happens then is the, 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 per, the bullying occurs from the perpetrators because of some jealousy and, you know, for lack of better words, wanting to cut that, that high-performing uh, employee down. <laughs> All of this encircles a dysfunctional workplace environment that, number one, supports bullying. Number two, doesn't acknowledge it. Number three, does not hold perpetrators uh, responsible for their actions. And lastly, they do not support or care for the targets of bullying behaviors. That is so 
True. Yeah. Very true. I was it's sad. Yeah, it's it's very sad. I worked in a state institution and I I'm not gonna say I was really bullied there like I was in the regular hospital setting, but I was told that if I continue, they thought I was trying to show them up. I wasn't. I was just doing my job. I was told if I continued to do that, they would do something to me. They would yeah. make something look like an accident. And I'm like, yeah. I have never worked in such an environment. Um, yeah. I have seen, you know, in hospitals that if they, certain crew, it's usually like a click, doesn't like a particular nurse, they will make their life miserable so that they will be asked to be off that floor. And yeah, it doesn't that, get that's addressed. Actually called, that's actually called an <coughs> informal uh, organizational alliance. And that forms with the, the perpetrator surrounding themselves with their yes people or their protectors. And when that happens, this informal leader then dominates and dictates how behaviors and how work is done. And what that leads to is that leads to a feeling of an us versus the target where now the little, you know, posse would, we can call it, of perpetrators enable and then also enact in the bullying behaviors. I, I worked with uh, a client that she was a very, very experienced nurse, and she was systematically bullied all the way up through the, the manager. There was a group of bullies with one informal leader that perpetuated this behavior. And this group ingratiated themselves with the manager. So every time that this, this gal would report, and she stopped reporting eventually. Every time she would report, it, it, it was not believed because now here's this group of people saying, no, this didn't, no, this didn't really happen. She actually did this. She's actually the problem. And that happens a lot. Managers will even either believe the perpetrator or they'll think that maybe the, uh, the target is being misperceiving of the actions that are happening to them. There's also something called, uh, Oh, let me rethink that. It, sometimes people can then be targeted through the employment. And what happens is called constructive termination. And that's when the, the uh, target seems to be the problem. They seem to not be working as hard because they're dealing with all of these issues. They are also um, seen as maybe not mentally stable or hyper reactive and what happens then is management along with the perpetrators giving them information work towards documenting and providing a case for termination of the target i can definitely uh, see that happening because uh, the group of perpetrators will go to management and say, this person, you know, the target, is doing this, this, and this. And then the target might go to management, or may not, but they might go to management and say, no, no, this is my story. 
and they really need to have like a, I guess, a mediator uh, between them. What should someone do, Tanya? Do you have any recommendations for someone who feels that they are a target in a workplace? Yeah, if you don't mind, I just want to touch on something you just said about mediation. Um, Actually, mediation is more harmful than actually dealing with the, the bullying directly. The reason why is because bullying is many things, but it is not conflict. It is not interpersonal, um, interpersonal problems. It is not something that can be dealt with on that level. So if you pull two people in, one is being targeted and one is the perpetrator. Number one, the perpetrator is always going to shine a, you know, a, a very positive light on what they're doing. They're going to blame the, the, the target or they're going to say that they were uh, misperceiving. And then what happens if there's a mediation? The target goes unacknowledged, unvalidated, and actually becomes re-victimized because of being put in a situation. And so I never, uh, when I'm working at, with clients that are organizational, I always, always tell them to forget mediation. Don't, don't take that as your first step to go to. But they do because that's all they know how to do. A lot of organizations don't know how to deal with bullying. Well, thank you for saying that because that's what would have been like the first thing I would think of, you know, was to have that. But thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people don't realize that. They think, okay, let's go to our supervisor or, um, you know, administrator or whoever it is, and let's sit down at a table and talk about it. But, you know, the target also, and if the target is me, if it was me, might feel intimidated, especially if the perpetrator and the administrator are buddies, then that target yes. feels threatened. I could see it and now that you're talking about it as a threatening situation because then it's, you feel like I would feel, I can't speak for anyone else, I would feel it's two against one, and it's going to be yes, her exactly. word against mine. Um, so and how that do you is fight a very good lies? Point. How do you fight against you know, lies? You, you, right. You really can't right. fight against lies. The more you fight against it, the more guilty you look. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. I, I had a situation where this one nurse, she intimidated me. She was on day shift and I was uh, working nights. And no matter what kind of report I gave, it was never any good. And she was buddy-buddy with the head nurse. And um, my coworker, who was dating a supervisor's son, all the reports she ever did was, everyone's fine, good night. That was it. Yeah. And I said to the head nurse, I said, listen, it's your job to come to me if I'm not doing a job correctly. So you could sit down and you can show me how to give reports. Instead of talking about me behind my back and complaining, then you show me how to do it then. Yes. Yes. And that was really brave of me to do at the time because I was very uh, reluctant, you know, to do that. But uh, what recommendations, Tanya, do you, would you give to someone who is being a target? 
Uh, the first is number one, as I stated <laughs> earlier, self-care. Self-care needs to be uh, needs to be the first priority. Um, with that, seek support. A lot of times, what happens is targets are embarrassed, their self-esteem goes down, their self-worth goes down, and what they end up doing is withdrawing. And they'll even withdraw from friends and family. And at those times, like I'm sure you know, in dealing with lots of different difficult uh, situations, is that people will withdraw. And, and we need people in our lives. We need to have that outlet. When we are only thinking of what's going on and we're only processing it with ourselves, our world becomes very small. It becomes a little hopeless. We don't necessarily see everything that can be out there that can help us solve this problem. Um, document, 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 document. Keep a journal. Every time you go to work, even if it, it seems like it's insignificant, document. And it does take a little bit of time but that will help you if you're called into the office or if you go to report, you have this journal. And when they ask you, you know, specifics, you can turn to a page and say, well, on this day this happened. And then it doesn't look like this is just something that you're willy-nilly bringing at the spur of a moment. This has actually been a problem for a while. Uh, report. Uh, only, only approximately 13% of targets report. And that's because they're afraid they don't think management's going to do anything. They think that if there's going to be some retaliation. They just don't see anything positive coming out of it. However, when it's not reported, the whole problem, the toxicity of bullying doesn't come to light. And organizations generally are not going to deal with single instance problems. They're often not willing to deal with kind of global problems within the organization either. However, then if it's, if it's uh, reported at a grand scale, they can see that it is problematic. Whether they choose to address it or not is, is different between every organization. Um, see coaching or therapy. I also say if it's gotten to the point where you are fearing for your health, your emotional health, or if you're feeling like you have suicidal ideation or have been thinking and contemplating suicide, call a crisis line, find crisis help. There are people that have committed suicide because of the effects of bullying. And unfortunately, if people leave the corporation, leave the environment, the bullying continues because people continue to harm the reputation of the target healthcare is a very small world, especially if you work in the same community in different hospital settings. Uh, the other thing I say is to, is that, you know, it may unfortunately not get better. And that is the reality of many situations. You can see people, the gal that I, I coached that was systematically bullied, she ended up having to leave, but not after staying for 15 years she stayed because she didn't know what else to do. So part of my coaching does include, you know, looking at the need to leave an organization and or um, transition planning. The, the other thing that nurses can do uh, is they can go to other organizations and, and find some help through there. 
you can't really go to the courts because number one, bullying isn't illegal. Number two, it's hard to substantiate bullying even in civil court. Uh, there are no laws like I said, that, that cover this. However, there are bills in place in, I believe it's 36 or 38 states uh, called the, um, the Healthy Workplace Bill. And the institution, uh, the Workplace Bullying Institution, which is at workplacebullying.org, is really facilitating those bills in those states. Um, another resource is Stop Bullying Now. That's through the government and uh, coaching, again, and then therapy using some dialectical behavioral therapy to help people pull themselves out of the effects of, of bullying is, is also helpful. Well, thank you, Tanya. Now, do you um, do Zoom counseling? Because I know you're I in do. Minnesota. Okay. So I do. Someone... I, I do it. I do okay, it um, so, nationally and internationally. Oh, 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 great! That's good to know. Okay, because yeah. if someone say like I live in New Jersey, um, and I feel I'm being bullied and I want to to go to you, then we could do Zoom counseling because you're Correct. in the Midwest. Oh, Correct. awesome, awesome! Well, thank you, Tanya, so much. Uh, if you ever write you a book, so <laughs> you need to come back, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I will promote your book. I, I just think, you know, people need to realize there is bullying in the workplace, and yes, mean boys and girls grow up to be mean men and women and bully in the workplace, but not just, you know, uh, in grammar school or high school, they actually are in the work environment. And exactly. it doesn't get acknowledged like it should, and it, it should. And now I'm so glad, Tanya, that there's someone such as yourself that are helping people with bullying know what to do, how to deal with it, because nobody should be treated like that. And it's so sad, and it really breaks my heart that someone is bullied that much in a workplace that they would uh, – do suicide. I mean, it, that's just yes. heartbreaking to me on yes. you know, so many levels. Um, but I can see and I, I understand, you know, when you are bullied and you have that, you know, your self-esteem is rock bottom and you feel really bad about yourself and you can't, you know, quit your job sometimes because what do you do about if you need your benefits, you're supporting a family, what do you do? And yeah, I, it, it brings about some hopelessness as well. Yes, and when hopelessness yes. and despair are there without a way to solve your situation, people do look at, at suicide as an option, unfortunately. That's really sad. Tanya, tell the audience, how do they get in touch with you? This will be in the blog, so please read the blog, uh, audience. Uh, go ahead. Great. Uh, give all of your information. Uh, Yes, my website is striveprofessionalmn.com. You can connect with me through there. I also have my email, which is T as in Tom, L like Lake, J-O-Y-C-E, at striveprofessionalmn.com. You can find me on Facebook as Tanya L. Joyce. I am on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram as well under those names. 
And uh, on those contacts, they do have a telephone number. If, if anybody wants to go ahead and, and reach out, they can use my, my telephone number to do that. And that is 612-467-9005. Oh, thank you so much, Tanya. And thank you for the work that you are doing to help people because we need more people like you. Uh, to help others. So I thank you for coming on and sharing your information and doing the work that you do and, you know, best wishes. I just think it's, um, you know, fantastic. And yes, people, I do get passionate because when you have been bullied in the workplace, it's so unacceptable. Just, it's not, it's not right. It, It really isn't. And it really does blow my mind, especially with the working, uh, professions and, uh, I myself haven't worked in the operating room. I've been in the operating room as a patient hearing doctors and nurses argue. <laughs> so I can definitely see where there's that, you know, bullying and, you know, just, uh, I don't want to, nurses are great people. Don't get me wrong. Wonderful people. I worked as a nurse. Tanya's a nurse. Yeah. And they do help others. It's just that there is this, um, I don't know, they eat their young. Um, they do this, you know, why they are mean to each other. I, I have no idea, but I would definitely, um, audience if anyone's out there, you know, when you're listening to this contact Tanya for, uh, help. Um, I wish I knew about you five years ago. I wish I knew about you many years ago yes. and, you know, for help because really, um, go for for the counseling, and don't give up on your life. Don't don't let the perpetrators win. Uh, live your life and um, go yes. for counseling. Uh, yes. Thank you, thank Tanya. you so much for having me. And I'm passionate about this. It is a systematic problem, and definitely, if you're suffering from perpetrators bullying you as a target, reach out. And if you need, like I said, I love working with clients and helping them get through uh, their situations and their experiences of bullying. I, It's my passion. Well, thank you. I hear it in your voice, and I, I love people who are passionate about their work. I, I really do. And um, folks, you know, Chatting with Betsy is not about me. It's a providing resources to help people, and Tanya is an excellent resource. Share this podcast with others to help other people. And I would appreciate it um, if you would subscribe to Chatting with Betsy on your favorite podcast outlet, Spotify and Spreaker, just a couple of examples, to help other people. And then you will get to hear my guests. I have a variety of guests about a variety of topics to help other people, and that's what my mission and vision is. It's to help others and paying it forward. And I thank you, uh, audience, for listening. Please read the blog, and we'll have information. And thank you to Jeannie White, station manager, who produces the show, writes the blog, and thank you to Lillian Caldwell, CEO of Passionate World Talk Radio Network, which makes it possible for people to be heard. And that's what I love about Passionate World Talk Radio Network. Give people a chance to be heard. 
And I want to thank you all for supporting, um, you know, my show by subscribing. And uh, thanks for listening and sharing. And in a world where you could be anything, please be kind. We all need kindness. So until we talk again, this is Betsy Wurzel, your host of Johnny with Betsy and Passionate World Talk Radio Network. Bye, everybody.